How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? <clears throat> that's right. That's right. It's your boy. It's your boy Wilder. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, true, new, and blue. As always, for all of you, thanks for the love and the support, guys. Thanks for the love and the support. But what I'm going to talk about this afternoon, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, Giannis hints at potentially leaving Bucks. The next challenge might not be here. When the Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis signed a contract extension with the team in December 2020, it put a bed rumors about his potential departure. When the Bucks won a championship in June, it cemented that he would be in Milwaukee forever, leaving no reason for him to jump ship for a different squad. However, we're just five months removed from Giannis' legendary finals performance and just a month removed from the Bucks raising their championship banner and showing off their rings. And yet, Giannis leaving Milwaukee rumors have entered the conversation again, except this time it's coming from Giannis himself. During an interview with GQ, Giannis touched on a topic of his status with the Bucks, and while he didn't suggest that he's interested in leaving the team at any time near future, the, he certainly didn't close the door on the possibility. In the end, Giannis decided to stay in Milwaukee because it was difficult, and then, and probably, the Bucks won. One challenge was to bring a championship here and we did. He told me, it was very hard, but we did it very, very hard. I just love challenges. What's the next challenge? The next challenge might not be here. It's not that he doesn't love Milwaukee. He does, but he was always wary of things becoming too easy. Me and my family close to say, close to stay in the city that we love and has taken care of us for now. Gianna said, in two years, that might change. I'm being totally honest with you. I'm always honest. I love this I love this city. I love this community. I want to help as much as possible. Well, at least he's honest. If you if you're the Bucks front office, this is probably sends a little warning signal in the back of your head that the superstar on your team isn't closing the door on taking the next challenge somewhere else. Giannis agent while trying his best to downplay the remarks still didn't leave out the possibility of him leaving in a few years i don't think it's i'm thinking i'm about leaving the bucks alex Harris told gq but i think he's generally like okay i have reached the pinnacle the next challenge is let's repeat but what happens if we don't repeat what's the next challenge What's the next barrier? When you think about it from the basketball perspective, by the age of 26, this kid has accomplished everything. So sometimes you're going to have to manufacture what those challenges are. Like Cyrus uh, said, Giannis has accomplished everything he has possibly can in a Bucks uniform with a trophy room filled with awards like most improved player 2017, defensive player of the year 2022, MVP awards 2019 and 20, and a champion show, championship. So it's not surprising to hear that a guy who prides himself on not taking an easy route is always looking ahead for a next challenge with or without the Milwaukee Bucks. But that doesn't mean Giannis is planning 
on asking for a trade in the near future because despite the 6-8 star uh, to the season, the Bucks should still make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this season. Looking past this year, Milwaukee is built to be a championship contending team so long as the front office continues to build and improve the roster around Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. So while these comments don't read as anything too alarming for the Milwaukee Bucks right now or in the near future, it does have an open the possibility of Giannis playing for another team at some point down the road. As you guys heard it from your boy Wilder, that's right. As you guys heard it from your boy Wilder, hey, anything is possible. Giannis may not stay there uh, his whole career, which is possible. Guys, like I said, he's accomplished a lot of things. You've heard him. He's done so much. And you know what? And he continues to prove everybody wrong. And he continues to do the right thing, and which is win. So the man's a warrior. The man's a contender. The man's a champion. And you know what? If he feels that he wants to move on and he's had enough of Milwaukee, that's his decision. But you know what? Like anything, this your boy Wilder. This your boy Wilder. I just gave it to you. Giannis hints at potentially leaving Bucks. The next challenge might not be here. So you hear me? You heard what I just said? He may move on. Anything is possible. But you know what, though, guys? Once again, you know what? You can't be mad at him because he's done it all. He's brought the city a championship. You know what I'm saying? He's put Milwaukee back on the map. They haven't won a championship uh, in years. So with him bringing them a, the city a championship, he's done what he's supposed to do. Like I said, this is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder. Thanks for the love and the support and the donations because without all of you, none of this is possible. You guys can follow me on Venmo or you can follow me on my cash app, uh, dollar sign, Diesel 2366 That's right, guys. This is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder. And I'm out, guys. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys are doing? That's right. That's right. It's your boy. It's your boy Wilder. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, true, new, and blue. As always for all of you. NBA Eastern Conference temperature check. Heat 76 is like contenders. Bulls, Cavs could end droughts. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's never too early to take a look at the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. At least... That's the, the model applied here. Nearly one month into the 2021-2022 season, some teams have already begun to separate themselves while others are still trying to find their footing. The playing tournament obviously widens the pool of potential player participants. And at this early point in the season, no one is out of it yet. With, the being, with that being said, it seems pretty unlikely that either Detroit Pistons or the Orlando Magic will make the playoff run this season, as both are extremely young teams and are on the lower rung of the ladder on the climb to contention. Those are the only two teams in the East with a winning percentage below 300 at this stage of the season, while the playoff appearance might be a bit of a pipe dream for those two teams, it remains a realistic goal for the other 13 teams in the conference. Below, you'll find the 13 teams divided into three categories, legit contenders, threats, and playoff hopefuls. Along with a brief, it is a brief explanation of why each team is slotted where it is. Contenders could conceivably come out of the East and make a run to the NBA Finals, while threats 
could potentially pose a problem for the contenders, but probably wouldn't beat any of them in a full seven-game series if both squads were at full strength. Playoff hopefuls will be in a mix for the postseason spot, and they might even snag one. But they'd be lucky to make it out of the first round. <clears throat> With that said, here's a look at where we see each, each team fitting in it at this point in the season. Legit contenders, Milwaukee Bucks, any list of two contenders in the East has to start with the defending Bucks. The Bucks have largely the same squad that they won the title with last season, which means they snap a deep experience. They also have arguably the best player in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo. They've gotten off to a bit of a slow start this season due to injury issues, but as long as they're healthy come playoff time, they'll be extremely tough to topple. Brooklyn Nets, like Giannis, Kevin Durant is at the top of the best player in the world discussion, and as long as the Nets have him, the former NBA MVP James Harden, they'll be in the thick of, the, of a contender conversation. Durant currently leads the league in scoring with 29.6 points per game, and he's looked virtually unstoppable on the offensive end. Plus, if the Nets ultimately get Kyrie Irving back or trade him for, for a solid return, they'll become even more dangerous. Their overall depth could be cause for concern, but they have a high-end talent to contend with or without Irving. Miami Heat. The Heat made the final run two seasons ago, and after bolstering their roster over the offseason, no one would be shocked to see them back there again. Kyle Lowry appears to be an ideal complement for Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. Uh, the Heat have an early six-man of the year award favorite. Overall, they're a deep, talented, and well-coached team, and as such, they poise a real problem for the rest of the East. Philadelphia 76ers, after finishing with the best record in the conference last season, the Sixers got off to an 8-2 start this season before injury COVID issues took a toll, and they lost four straight without Joel Embiid. When he's on the floor, the Sixers have looked like a real threat, and even though he's missed the past several games, the Philadelphia 76ers still has the league's highest-rated offense. They appear to be deeper than they have been in the past, and that's without Ben Simmons. If he's traded at some point during the season, they could become even deeper and more dangerous. Threats. The Chicago Bulls are, are a much-improved team. Thanks to the off-season addition of players like DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Alex Caruso, with Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and DeRozan, Chicago has now three legitimate offensive op options and some solid role players. They may lack the top-tier talent to make a title run, but at the very least, their four-year playoff drought should come to an end. New York Knicks. The Knicks addressed a major issue over the offseason by adding some perimeter scoring around Julius Randle and Kimball Walker, even Fournier, Derrick Rose, and Alex Burks. The Knicks now have several players capable of generating their own offense from the perimeter. They've gotten off to a slow start defensively this season, but amusingly, they figured things out on the end. They had the league's fourth best defensive last season. They'll be very tough out. Atlanta Hawks. 
the Hawks have started slow this season, but they did the same thing last year before turning things around and ultimately making it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. The roster is largely the same as the one that the team had last season. So similar success should be feasible. Washington Wizards. The Wizards have been one of the biggest surprises of the season so far. Only time will tell if they can keep up their hot start 9-3 and three throughout 12 games, but they certainly don't appear to be worse off following Russell Westbrook's trade behind Bradley Bill. Washington's next four leading scorers on the team are all new additions. Martrez Harrell, Spencer Dilworthy, Kyle Kuzma, and Contrarius Caldwell-Pope. Playoff hopeful, Charlotte Hornets. Most of the teams in this section are a year or two away from the true contentions. And that appears to be the case for the Hornets. The Hornets in the mellow ball and Muggsy, uh, Mike, Mike, Miles Bridges, they have a couple of great young building blocks. And while they might not be ready to truly compete in a title run this season, the playoff drought dates back to 2016 could come to an end. Toronto Raptors, the Raptors are a tough team. They're well coached and they got after it defensively. In other words, they're one of the, those squads that no team will really want to match up with against in the seven-game series, even if they lack a top-tier talent to make a real run this season. Boston Celtics. The Celtics look like a team in need of a change. They have some solid individual pieces, but the cohesion isn't there. It's never good in a good sign when players are calling out their teammates. Just a few weeks ago into the season, they're good enough to make the playoffs as currently constructed, but not much more can be expected of them. Cleveland Cavaliers. The, Ca the Cavaliers hasn't made the playoffs since LeBron James left the L.A. in 2018, but that streak could come to an end this season. Thanks to the promising young Cavs squad led by Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Garland and Mobley both appear to have all-star potential in a team as a whole has been playing harder under J.B. Bickerstaff, especially on the defensive end. Why currently have the league's fifth-best defensive defense a return to the NBA Finals might be a few years away, but you have to start somewhere. Indiana Pacers, it's hard to get too excited about the Pacers, given that the team is largely the same as it has been over the past few years, good enough to compete for the playoff spot and possibly secure one, but that's it. <clears throat> 2021 NBA City uh, jerseys now. But like you guys just heard, like you guys just heard, you heard me break it down, you heard me put it down. The NBA Eastern Conference temperature check. Heat 76ers look like attenders. Bulls, Cavs could end the droughts. Hey, it's a long season, guys, but you know right now, like I said, there's people out there that's uh, – that's sizing it up right now to see who's going to make the playoffs and who's not. There's teams that you wouldn't think that would never make the playoffs. They just may make the playoffs this season because, you know, things have changed and teams have gotten better and our players have gotten better, you know, and coaching has gotten better. And, you know, things are just different now, you know what I'm saying, the way that the rulings is called. So you might see a big change when it comes to playoff time. But like I said, guys, this is your boy Wilder. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the donations, guys. Like I said, you guys can continue to follow me on Venmo, or you guys can follow me on my Cash App. 
uh, dollar sign Diesel 2366. That's right, guys. It's your boy Wilder. Like I said, I'm here for the reason, not the season. I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator. Thanks for the love, the support, and the donations once again. It's your boy Wilder. You can follow me on Venmo or you can follow me on my cash app. Dollar sign Diesel 2366. Stay blessed. Stay stress-free. Guys, love your families and enjoy. 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 How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys are doing? That's right. That's right. That's right. It's your boy. It's your boy. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, true, new, and blue for every last one of you. That's right, guys. Thanks for the love and the support, as always, guys. NBA rookie rankings. Kate Cunningham makes history. Even uh, Mobley continues strong play on both ends. It was another week of strong performances from the 2021 NBA draft class. And first-year players are proving that there's a slew of guys who can impact the game in a variety of ways. Several of these rookies have shown their two-way capabilities more than we've seen from recent draft classes, which shows that in a few years, the NBA is going to be chock-full of guys who can get out and defend at a high level on one end and go put points on the board on offense. Defense has always been a biggest area where rookies struggle. But these first year guys are breaking that stereotype. With that in mind, let's drive into this week's NBA rookie ratings. Keep in mind that these rankings will reflect a rookie's performance on a one to one week basis only and not the collective season. These aren't rookie of the year standings. With that straight, straightened out, here's a look at the top performance rookies around the league. Evan Mobley, 13.8 points a game, 8.0 rebounds, 2.5 blocks, 2.3 assists, and 1.0 steals. Despite suffering an elbow injury, that will see him miss two to four weeks. Mobley still put together the best week among rookies. Though he finished this week struggling to get anything going on offense against the Boston Celtics over 11 from the field for just one point in 28 minutes of action before exiting the game. In his previous matchup against the Celtics early this week, he was putting on an absolute clinic in the paint. Your NBA Rookie of the Year through 14 games, Evan Mobley, over his last five games, 19.6, 0.7.4 rebounds, 2.2 assists, and 1.8 blocks, 1.0 steals, 62% from the two, 43% from the three, and wins over the Celtics and Knicks. Raptors, Pistons, 20 years old, yet impacting well over the court already. No other rookie is impacting winning as much as Mobley is the start of the season. He's averaging just shy of 14 points and eight rebounds, one of the season, and he's been a significant reason as to why the Cavaliers are 9-6 start the season. He's also to credit for Cleveland's ranking seventh in defense rating this season as he's shown tremendous poise as a defender capable of guarding guys on a wing just as well as he can hold his own in the post. Cade Cunningham, 16 points a game, 5.3 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 
and 1.5 steals per game and 40% three-point after starting the season slow and missing the first five out the first six due to a sprained ankle. Cunningham found his groove this week. His 25.8 rebound, eight assist performance against the Sacramento Kings on Monday night was absolutely his best performance of the season so far. The stat line also made some history. Cunningham became the youngest player ever in the NBA to put up 25-8-8, breaking the bronze record who did it just 49 days later than Cunningham did. He also put together the most efficient week to date as he was struggling to find his shot constantly from the, uh, just about everywhere on the on the floor given the fact that he missed several games to start the season it was to be expected that Cunningham would have somewhat of a clunky start but last week proved that he might be shaking off the rust which means he could be in more performances like the one against the Kings all season long. Scotty Barnes, 15.8, 5.3 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 1.5 steals, and 40% from three. Barnes had another impressive week on both ends of the floor for the Raptors. On offense, he consistently shown that he can score in a variety of ways. Whenever Whatever's thrown, his, thrown down in the low post, finishing through contact, off a pick and roll with Fred Van Fleek or taking the defender off the dribble for a bucket against the Celtics, uh, that was full display. He exposed Boston post-defense to a tune of 21 points, most of which came within a couple feet of the basket. Defensively, he's been just versatile, as was tasked uh, with him guarding players like Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Justin Nurk, and Tobias Harris on him past week. Nashawn Highland, 11.8 points, 3.3 rebounds, 2.8 assists, and 40.9 from three-point range with several players on the injured list for the Nuggets right now. Highland's role has seen a significant increase, and he's Kurt certainly been making the most out of it. His standout performance came against the Trailblazers where he was launching threes with the confidence of Stephen Curry. He finished the game with 18 points and made half of it uh, eight three-pointer attempts. And that was after another impressive performance against the Hawks. Highland has shown a tremendous amount of confidence shooting the ball and taking defenders one-on-one. So it's not surprising to see why the Nuggets have managed to go four-on-one with Michael Porter Jr.'s sideline for the past five games. France Wagner, 12.3 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, and 2.3 steals. It wasn't the best offensive week for Wagner, who coughed up the ball several times over three games, which is unusual from the rookie forward. He still filled the stat sheet, highlighted by 19 points, five rebounds, three assists performance against the Atlanta Hawks, but shots weren't falling quite the way We've seen them fall for the past few weeks. However, while his offense wasn't as impactful this week, he was surely finding his way to impact the game on the defensive side of the ball. Despite being 6'9", six six Wagner's number was called to guard Trey Young 
James Harden, Kevin Durant this past week. Chasing Young around proved to be very difficult task for the rookie, but against the Nets, he held his own against the two former league's MVPs. He forced Durant into five turnovers and finished the night with six steals. Wagner was outmatched against an elite scorer like Durant, but he leveled the playing field a bit by being active all night long and being rewarded with a ridiculous number of steals. Josh Giddy, 6.8, 6.5 points per game, 7.8 rebounds, 6.8 assists per game. If you haven't been watching much of the Oklahoma Thunder this season, then you've been missing out of the absolute gems against of assists from Giddy nearly every night like this one. Of this pass that I'm still not exactly sure how he managed to pull it off with the three Heat players swarming him in transition. Giddy's scoring numbers the past couple of weeks haven't been great as he's shooting just 28% from the field and 20% from deep in the last six games. That's a stark difference compared to the first seven games of the season where he shot respectable 44% from the field and 31.6% from long range. But despite the low scoring numbers, his passing and being a playmaker for his teammates has been a positive impact for the Thunder. Jalen Green, 14.8 points per game and 14, I mean 4.0 rebounds a game. Going head-to-head -head against Cunningham at the start of the week, Green is one of one who was the scoring battle between the top two picks last year's draft. But Cunningham came away with the win. That's basically been the storyline for Green to start the season. He has managed to put up scoring, big scoring numbers every so often, but it has yet to be resulted in a Rockets win. The lone win Rockets has this season is from the second game of the year where Green put up only nine points. It's still early, so there's plenty of time for Green to start impacting winning and scoring the ball efficiently. But right now, that's just part that just hasn't happening. Alfred and Sengun, 10.3 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 1.0 assists. The Turkish center recorded his first double-double of the season in a 10.10 rebound outing against the Suns. He's been doing a little bit of everything all season long, whether it's crashing the boards, delivering ridiculous passes and teammates, uh, or being active on the defense. His ability to impact the game in multiple ways is a reason why the Rockets score 10.1 points per game, more possessions when he's on the floor as opposed to when he goes to the bench. Although Houston hasn't managed to get a win since the first week of the season, Sergio's development has been a bright spot so far. Davion Mitchell, 8.3 points per game, 5.0 rebounds, and 1.0 steal. Here's how crucial Mitchell's defense has been to the Kings this season. Sacramento allows 8.8 .8 more points per possession when Mitchell is on the bench and compared to when he's on the court. That ranks 84th percentile among all the other players in the league. So, yeah, pretty good on defense. His uh, defensive prowess isn't turning up uh, from a steals, but when you watch him play, you can see just how impressive he is on the ball defender. Though he isn't starting for the 
Sacramento Kings due to a, a log jam in the backcourt. Mitchell's averaging starter like minutes, 26.3, showing just how important his presence is on the floor. Herbert Jones, 9.0 points, 4.5 rebounds, and 1.0 steals. The highlight of the week for Jones and the Pelicans came against the Grizzlies, where New Orleans picked up his second win of the season as Jones put up 17.6 rebounds off the bench. Even more, pre pre uh, even more impressive, he went 3 of 4 from deep and 5 of 10 from the free throw line from the field, uh, with the Pelicans getting hereafter healthier after Brandon Ingram returned to the starting lineup. Jones was pushed back to the bench, but his seven starts this season showed that he is more than deserved a spot on the Pelicans rotation. As you guys heard it, as you guys heard me put it down, give it out, let it go. Uh, NBA rookie reignings, Kay Cunningham makes history, even Mobley continues his strong play. There's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of talent out there. You never know who's going to, you never know who uh, could be the best rookie of the year. But you know what, though? These guys are all out there. It's a long season. Everybody has a chance, and you can't count nobody out. You can't count nobody out. You can't count nobody out. This is your boy Wilder. Like I said, I'm here for the reason, not the season. Thanks for the love and the support. Thanks for the donations. You guys can continue to follow me on Venmo, or you guys can follow me on my cash app. A dollar sign diesel two three six six. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. And without all of you, none of this would be possible, guys. So you guys stay blessed, stay stress free, and continue to love your families. Enjoy.